Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Do you ever feel frustrated? Well, your dog does. Frustration occurs when an animal is interrupted in reaching their goals. Unfortunately, this occurs all too often in the modern world when a dog's goals do not align with those of their human companion. This can be a source of distress for both you and your dog, but it can also lead to the development of problem behaviors and can damage the relationship that you have with your dog. But we have answers for you. Join us for a two-day in-person seminar October 5th and 6th with instruction by Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw is an animal behaviorist with a background in animal behavior, psychology, and neuroscience. He will be talking about what frustration is and how it can be identified, the difficulty of conventional approaches in resolving frustration, what influences the value of rewards, as well as supporting frustrated dogs and building frustration tolerance. You can buy early bird tickets now until August the 5th, and be sure that you join us for our pre-seminar social Friday evening where you can meet Daniel and the Dog Speak team. We look forward to seeing you October 5th and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee for the Neuroscience of Resolving Frustration in Dogs seminar. Hey guys, and welcome to the Dog Speak podcast. I am Nikki Ivey, your host. I am thrilled that you are joining me to talk puppies, dog training, real life manners, and more. Be sure to check out our Facebook page as well as our website at dogspeak101.com. Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. I hope you're having a wonderful week so far. I hope that you've had an opportunity to get out and work with your dog. If not, I encourage you to do that. With the weather cooling off a little bit, at least in our area, gives you opportunities to get out and work with your dogs. They need that. They need to get out. They need stimulation, mental, physical. Uh, of course, there are different things that you can do with your dog to give them those uh, meet those needs and, and there's a lot of enrichment that you can do just at home and I encourage you if you've not listened to that episode go back and listen to the episode that we put out on enrichment gives you some ideas of what you can do to help stimulate uh, your dog's brain and give them that satisfaction of, uh, of using that brain and working it especially if you have a working dog but Today, I know that a lot of you probably do not need this episode, but I bet you might know someone who does, as well as if you work in rescue uh, or you might be a breeder. Um, this is probably, you know, something that your um, possible adoptees or adopters need to hear, because we are going to talk today about... Um, how to choose a how to choose a dog for you and your family? You know what does that look like? What are the things that you need to to go through before making that choice? Now, obviously, when we're talking rescue, it's most mixed breeds. That's what you're going to find um, mostly. There are breed specific rescues, and you can always um, you know search for those. But I don't want you just to sit down and say, you know what. I love this breed because so-and-so has this breed and they're such a good dog. I want that kind of dog. And then go find one. Because the reality is, is that you need to make sure that a dog 
fits your lifestyle, fits your, fits your family, and fits the time that you have to devote to that dog. So that is what we're going to talk about today. And this is just really a part one of a series that we're going to do discussing the different types of dogs and different breeds of dogs that we have or that are available out there. And we're going to hit on some that are fairly popular in the United States. Uh, we're not going to really go outside of that, but uh, we will talk about uh, just some different popular breeds and, and what that means and what that looks like uh, to see if that is the right fit for you. So when we talk about uh, the need, the want for a dog. And when people come to me and ask my advice, and, and I have spent time talking to people about the best dog for them, the best breed for them, and I've also helped pick out that dog for them. Uh, once they give me the uh, attributes they're looking for, I can typically find one that matches the majority of what they're looking for. Uh, but they first have to know some simple answers um, well, I say simple answers. They're, they're fairly simple questions, but I guess the answers can go a little deeper. Uh, but one of the first questions I ask people is, why do you want a dog? What is your purpose for getting a dog? Uh, you know, there are a lot of different reasons. Uh, there's companionship. Maybe you, you want a dog to go hiking with. Maybe you want a running buddy. Uh, maybe you love to take long walks and you want a walking buddy. Maybe you're really outgoing and you love going out in public and sitting on patios and cafes and you want a dog that you can take along with you. Uh, maybe you have a farm and you want a dog uh, for your farm or, you know, a dog that can protect your property uh, but still be a companion. Uh, but when I ask about companionship, what are you exactly looking for? Are you wanting a dog that just wants to lay in your lap? Do you want a dog who wants to get up and go when you're ready, but chill when you chill? Um, do you want a dog that's going to uh, sit down and watch that two-hour movie after you've been gone to work all day? Are they going to want to do that after 10, 15, 20 minutes of exercise? So these are some of the things you need to think about. What is your reason? And if you have more than one person in your home, you need to ask them as well. You may say, I'm looking for this type of dog. I want a dog who can uh, ride in the truck with me all day while I'm doing my job. Uh, but then somebody else in the family wants a dog that can go hiking with them. And another person in the family wants a dog to just sit on their lap. And so you have to kind of find what, what is going to be the priority. Who is going to be the main one responsible for this dog? Who is going to have that connection? Who is going to have that real relationship where the dog is going to count as number one. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about what that looks like as well later. But, you know, we do need to kind of figure out what is the reason. I don't want you to say, well, I want a dog because so-and-so has one and or I used to have one and I just miss a dog. Well, that's great. It's good to know that you're ready for a dog. But to truly understand that dogs, yes, they are canines first and foremost, but then you've got to look at breed. You have to look that there are certain genetics that are in certain breeds that may not match with your lifestyle. Now, for me, I've had Rottweilers um, for the last, I don't know, 20 years, I guess. And every one that I've had, the first one was not expected. I did not expect to get a Rottweiler, but I did and fell in love with the breed. Didn't know exactly what I was getting into. 
And then, um, and of course at the time I had a lot more energy and a lot more time to devote to that dog. Uh, and she was amazing. And, uh, and so when I started working in search and rescue, I started working with her, uh, quickly realized with her, uh, diabetes, it was just going to be too difficult. Uh, I love the Roddy breed so much. I made the choice to get a Rottweiler to work for me in search and rescue. And that was my main reason. Uh, it's getting the dog to work with me. It wasn't just a pet. It was going to be my working partner. And so I went with the Roddy because from what I had experienced, uh, my Roddy was really good about being ready to go and do things with me, but was also very content at just chilling out and hanging out. Now, if I had done some research on Rottweilers, I probably would have not done that. Uh, but I was just so happy to uh, come upon the ones that just fit perfectly until my last one. Uh, so after my second one, uh, I was going to retire her, and she passed at 11 years old um, within a week or two of being um, diagnosed with cancer. It was devastating. Um, I'd already had another Roddy from the same litter. Um, not the same litter, excuse me, from the same breeder. And she donated her to me. And uh, I got her specifically for working. And I thought, okay, this is, this is going to be good. We're going we're gonna to just keep moving along and doing what we need to do. And she was definitely a much different personality than my first and second Rottweiler. Um, now, she did do a great job with training. And she's certified at a year of age on human remains detection and um, did a great job. And she was a lot faster than my other dogs. She was a lot more energetic. Uh, she was a lot more just kind of a that young puppy where I'm realizing that my other Roddy seemed to have more of an old soul. Um, so now with my third, she uh, just turned 10 back in June. Uh, she's definitely been the the most challenging Roddy that I've had. Um, now, I think that there she's, you know, always had some health problems. So I think that's played into it. But now I'm looking at, well, when I go with my next dog that I'm going to pick for me, specifically for me, uh, what am I going to go with? And, um, you know, I first started thinking, you know, I think I want small. I think I want a small dog. I think I want a little lap puppy. I think I want one I can just carry around and take with me outdoors. And uh, we can go hiking, but I can carry them if they need to. Or I can use a stroller. Uh, and I know many of you are laughing at me right now because I've made fun of those strollers and now I own one and thinking about getting a dog that fits in that even as an adult. Uh, you know, what I want to take to cafes and can hang out and just really uh, do a lot of things with me. And, um, and so I'm really kind of torn right now on what size dog that I want because I do want a dog that can really go with me and I don't have, I don't want a dog that works with me anymore. I'm out of search and rescue right now and my job is uh, busy and I'm not home very often and I don't have tons of time to devote to training my dog uh, because of my schedule. So I have to take that in consideration, uh, you know, and of course when I look at my Roddy or I look at Roddy pups or I get clients that have Roddies, I'm like, oh, Man, to have another Roddy, because I love hiking with my Roddy. I love knowing I can go anywhere with my Rottweiler, and no one's going to mess with me. And I like that feeling. I like having that security. So right now, I'm really torn. I've put, um, I've put it on hold on what I'm going for. Uh, I haven't really decided if I'm going to go small, medium, or large. 
or tiny <laughs> toy, um, small, medium, or large. I know I'm not going extra large uh, because I just, uh, that's too big for me to do things like patios um, and stuff like that. So, you know, when you, I'm encouraging that when you first talk about it, when you realize, okay, I want a companion. I want a dog that can do this, this, and this with me. Now, um, it really is going to depend on what you want. You know, if you want a, a running mate, you probably are not going to go with a toy or a small dog. You're going to need medium and up just to be able to keep up with you. If you want a dog that uh, goes to your friend's home and, and everybody invites that dog over, more than likely you're going to want to go with something a little bit smaller. Even though your Great Dane may be very well behaved, just the general size of the dog could not work for environments such as patios and, and cafes or, you know, whatever else that, that you may be doing. Going out on a boat, having a Great Dane on a boat is like having uh, two extra adults. So this is the, these are the things I want you to think about. So first, what is it? Why do you want a dog? What's the purpose? You know, what are those main reasons? And I encourage you to make a list. Write it down and have everybody in the family write down the first maybe top three or top five reasons or or why they want to the reasons of why they want the dog but also what they want out of the dog what are they wanting from the dog what is it that they are wanting to receive from them um, once that is worked out and then i do encourage you to figure out what size you're looking for you know are you looking for a, a toy breed or a small, or are you looking for those large and extra large dogs? Um, once you kind of figure out, well, what's the best size, then you really need to really think about, okay, how am I going to handle hair? How am I going to handle uh, the vet bills, um, the feeding? The larger the dog, the more I have to feed. Um, how am I going to handle that? Can I afford that? Uh, can I afford if the larger dog has knee issues or hip problems? Uh, we spent about five grand on our Rottie's knees uh, a couple years ago, and I've never had knee problems with my Rottweilers. Um, never uh, hip problems or anything, but she blew both of her knees and had both of them replaced. So uh, it was expensive, and you know she's only about 75, 78 pounds, so it doesn't take too much to feed her. But she has a lot of health problems, and it's costing a little extra money for that. So that's another thing you want to consider: Can I afford? A dog of that size um, and then you know probably one of the most important things to ask after all of that after you figured all of that out do I have the time and the energy to raise a puppy housebreaking crate training when I'm at work do I have people that can come and let the dog out can I afford to have a dog walker can I afford to take my dog to daycare? Uh, do I have the time to devote to training and socializing my new dog? And that's big. And there are going to be some dogs that need more things than others, which we will get into when we start talking about the different breeds, uh, which will be on uh, future episodes. But you do have to think about the time. Your friend that has that very well-trained Mastiff, they didn't get that just by luck. They devoted time and met that dog's needs the way that he, you know, needed to be met. 
So you have to consider that. Do I have time to train the dog? When people get dogs and then they call and say, well, we don't have time to train the dog, I think to myself, then you probably shouldn't have gotten the dog. Uh, because training isn't about sending the dog off for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, six weeks, just for them to come back with a prong collar, a shock collar, and a remote control, and you have a, a great dog. That's not how it works. Uh, that's, a one, a waste of money because you're not being trained, and two, the dog is only learning what to avoid, which in turn, uh, you will find that the dog is going to continue doing the behaviors that you don't want uh, because you haven't been trained. And so it's very important that you understand that when you get a dog, it's about developing a relationship and it's about creating uh, the best version of that dog for you and your family. It's not to make that dog into your neighbor's dog or your friend's dog or the dog that you saw on TV. Uh, it's about taking that dog, putting the time, the energy, the effort, the emotion into it and, and, and taking that responsibility of teaching that dog. Not to say that you can't get help from trainers. You know, we have programs where we will help our clients out and work with their dog, uh, but we certainly don't think that taking them out of their home and putting them in a crate or run um, for weeks on end just for an hour or two of training a day is appropriate. And so we really want people to understand uh, their dog and understand those breed specifics because I think if you really start understanding the breed specifics your patients uh, can be a little bit better uh, when it comes to your dog doing things that you do not uh, really care for you know our newest addition uh, is Isabella and she's a border collie mix and when we saw her as a puppy and I say we when Brittany saw her as a puppy uh, she fell in love with that look and we had no idea what she was mixed with and after about three days of saying no, I finally said yes, uh, but put the responsibility on her. Well, as she has grown, we've started to see really what breed she's mixed with. And that Border Collie mix uh, creates some challenges that I've not had in the Rottweiler. Uh, they definitely are um, special. Uh, they're hypervigilant. Um, they need things in order. Uh, because of what their breed is and what their breed does, uh, which we'll get into when we start talking about uh, the groups and the herding groups. But it's something that I really have to focus on and to understand that she is not exactly the same as my Rottweiler, even though she does fit into um, the working breed with the Rottweilers, um, along with other uh mixtures I'm sure she has it fits in with the herding breeds it's something I have to get used to and something that I have to really pay attention to that she does have different genetics and different things that she has been bred to do that I have to make sure that we are meeting those needs and that we're prepared to meet those needs you know we've been spoiled we've had a 10 year old and a 14 year old and um, before that they were what 9 and 13 when we got her uh, we didn't have to give them a lot of exercise. We didn't do tons with them. We went hiking, but it wasn't where we had to do it or the dog was going to drive us crazy. And now if we don't meet her needs, uh, she gets bored. She gets into things that she shouldn't, uh, not from just being a bad dog. And it's just that she's bored because we're not meeting uh, those border collie needs. Uh, now, I am not one 
to get a phone call from someone that says my dog is aggressive and I say well of course it is because it's a Doberman. Um, I don't immediately assume that because a dog is a certain breed that they are going to have certain issues. Uh, but I do have to look at when dogs are bred for certain things it's not unrealistic to see those traits come out in ways that may not be as productive um, or may not be as wanted as some other traits, uh, which is why you, it's important that you look at the traits of these dogs that you're looking at. Um, even if you go and look at a mixed breed, knowing and getting an idea of what that breed is, I think is important. Um, and I think that maybe in the future, um, more and more rescues are going to start doing some DNA testing just to see what they have uh, to help their adopters um, make better choices to keep that dog in the home um, and, and make them see that there are certain things they're going to have to do if they're getting that breed. So I really want you to sit back and think about whether you have, you have no dog or you have a dog and you want to add another dog. Um, now, let's go into that. You may decide that you, you know, you have a dog and it's great. Now you want another dog. Well, not only do you need to take in consideration of your family and what their needs are for a dog, but you need to look at your current dog to see what would be the best match for my current dog. All right, so if you have an older dog who maybe doesn't play hard and you get a dog with 110% energy, and is, is driving your older dog crazy, that's not going to be pleasant for the household. It's not going to be enjoyable for you. It's not going to be enjoyable for the current dog. Not to say that you have to get a dog that matches your current dog's personality exactly, but I think that you can't go to the extreme um, to do the separate uh, personalities that may clash. Um, instead, you want harmonious um, you know, personalities to get together. So there are just a lot of things to think about and, you know, we could, I could probably talk for an hour um, about this and just kind of uh, keep throwing things at you, uh, but I just really want to give you kind of a, a, a taste of some of the things that you need to think about uh, when you're looking at adopting or purchasing, um, however you want to look at it. You just have to make sure that you, you look past the cute faces, you look past uh, the cute fur or the, the little eyes that look back at you. You have to look past that and you have to really think about what do I really want from this dog? What is What are my goals? And it, they don't have to be goals of, you know, I want it to be a therapy dog or I want to do agility. Now, obviously, if you have ideas about doing extracurricular like fly ball or therapy work, then yes, you're going to need to be taking that in consideration. And that's part of what is your purpose for getting a dog. So there are a lot of things to think about. And if there's more people in your home, even if you're going to be the main caretaker, you do need to ask what everyone else's thoughts are and what they would like to get from a dog. You know, or they just want a dog to hang out uh, and watch TV with them, but yet they don't really want to have to take the dog for a walk or... Um, train the dog at all. Okay, so there's nothing wrong with wanting an easily trained dog. There's nothing wrong with wanting a dog who doesn't need uh, to go for runs every day, right? It's okay if you don't want like a Rhodesian Ridgeback. 
It's okay if you just want a Cavalier King Charles who just wants to hang out, play with, you know, a little bit, and then sit in your lap. It's okay. You don't have to have the most popular breed that's out there. You don't have to get, um, you know, uh, that dog that the neighbor has because it's so well-behaved. Those dogs did not just come well-behaved. They were not just, you know, birthed. And, and they were just automatically well-behaved and great dogs. There's work that has to go into it. And it doesn't matter what your purpose is. doesn't matter what size. doesn't matter what um, breed it is. Training has to happen, whether it's a three-pound dog or a 180-pound dog. Training has to happen. And you just need to make sure that, that what you're going to pick is going to fit with your lifestyle and fit with your ability to meet the needs of what breed it is that you pick or what mix of breed that you pick all right because we want to make sure that uh, you're not getting into a situation where you get frustrated and angry and um, relinquish the dog you know the majority of the dogs that are relinquished to shelters because of behavior uh, if we start with them early as puppies be prepared go ahead and find a trainer find some classes uh, know how you're going to start that training there's nothing wrong with getting some training before you even pick up the dog. Or reach out and have a positive trainer, someone who understands dog behavior, understands, um, you know, dogs in general, and, and understands all those attributes and personalities to help pick out that dog. There's nothing wrong with that uh, because they can help you get past the emotion of it and just focus on what it is that you're wanting from that dog. All right. All right, I think I've, I've fumbled through this one enough. Um, I didn't make a ton of notes to do this one because I really just wanted to have a conversation with you as if I was having a conversation across the table from you uh, because I do get these questions a lot on, you know, what do I need to look for? Um, what are the next steps? Um, but I think that's really the start of it, you know? Ask yourself, why do I want a dog? Do I have the energy? Do I have the money? Uh, do I have the time? You know, do I have help? Do I have people I can count on to help me out? Um, you know, if I want a running dog, I'm not going to go get a miniature schnauzer, okay? If I want a dog to go hiking, um, probably the best dog is not um, a hunting breed. You know, I wouldn't want to take a hunting breed hiking. Even though they're great in the woods, they're just going to be great on every smell except straight down that trail that you want to go on. Uh, so these are the things you want to think about. And these are the things we're going to get into when we start talking about um, the different types of dogs, the different breeds, as well as the different um, kind of grouping of dogs and a little bit of their attributes to kind of give you an idea. So, you know, forward this along to anybody who's looking for a dog. Uh, if you're in rescue, maybe have people that are looking to adopt your dogs. Have them listen to this podcast first so they are making the best choices and they're not just going by emotion because the dog is really pretty um, so that is what I got today I really hope you guys uh, have gotten something out of this and I hope that you will stay tuned uh, to our series that we are going to get into uh, the different breed groups and the different breeds and it should be very interesting and, and honestly I'm enjoying uh, doing a little research on some of these dogs that I'm not as familiar with even though I have worked with probably 95% of the dogs that we're going to talk about, um, there are a few things that I don't know exactly. And it is important sometimes uh, for me to know that specifics uh, 
if I'm having a particular issue. You know, if I, if it's real easy if I have a dog who is going after nipping the heels of the children in the backyard, well, I have to look and say, well, you bought an Australian Shepherd. I mean, I know they're pretty and all, but you bought an Australian Shepherd. That's what they do. Um, even though they don't work as much anymore, their genetics still say that that's what they do. And that's what we have to think about. So anyway, I hope you guys have enjoyed this. I hope that if you have any questions, you'll reach out to me. I hope you'll do some research on your own if you are looking at getting a new dog and adding a new dog to your family. And I hope you guys get an opportunity to get out and work with your pets if you do have them now. Go back and listen to some of the episodes that we have, especially in the one on enrichment. Um, I think that that one is a really important episode, and I think it's something that we should use more of in our dog's lives. And um, especially when it starts getting uh, a little bit colder and and not so enjoyable to be outside. So go back and and check out that episode. Uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful week and uh, hope to hear from you all soon. And if you have ideas on an episode that you would like us to do, don't hesitate to reach out. You can reach out through us on Facebook, through our website, um, or you can even make comments on uh, the episode. And also, if you've not rated the uh our podcast and i think apple music has one of the main rating systems uh we'd appreciate a five-star rating if you feel like that we deserve it uh, because that helps other people find our podcast and we want to educate as many people as we possibly can so we need your help on that and we do appreciate it and we appreciate you i hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the week